0: From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, I'm glad that we're back, and I'm looking forward to another good discussion about how to support programmers.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to this topic, another great one that we pulled from AV and AM, and uh, great to be here with you, Steve.
0: Same, same. I I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of onto something here, and that we uh, Programming is getting a lot more attention than it used to get, and I think that there's a little bit of uh, clarity that needs to be given as to what is programming, what isn't programming. Um, There's a lot of discussion we've talked about in the past regarding configuration versus programming versus where 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 is a programmer needed. But one thing that I think is important to discuss that that where we want to touch on today is how, how do you Make them. How do you, how do you get a programmer to be most effective? And and what what support do they need from other roles? Um, th- this could be in the field, knowing how to to interface with the programmer, but it also can be from other areas, from project management, from um, from a, the engineering or design phase. Um, Programmer's kind of like that middleman in between everything, almost the, the one that ha- needs to know a little bit about every part of the project um, and, and is vital, but, but a lot of times the last one that gets the information. So well, what's been some of your experience and, um, and how, how can we guide somebody to make their programmer most effective uh, other than the technical part of their job? Um, I
1: would say... A very um, detailed scope of work for the programmer is key. Outlining what needs to be done on the programming side, because if you leave it very vague, the programmer has a lot of paths they can go. And it may be the wrong path, even though they get to the end result, it may not have the feel or the experience that the user fully wants. So getting the full details and a detailed scope of work on the programmer would be what I would say probably the first step that's really a good way of supporting your programmer. Um, because programmers like to be creative. They, but if you put them in, like I hate using this term, but you put them in a box or put them on a leash and they're a little more focused and they can get what needs to be done. If you give them, a, hey, just go out and have fun, you don't know what you might be getting.
0: So if, if we dig a little bit on that, and, and it, it, it's an interesting topic because we, we have had a show where we talked about scope of work, um, whose responsibility is that? It, because a lot of times in my experience, a programmer really is given some requirements and then they come back with, okay, this is what I plan to do, or they're just said, go do it. Um, so So is there a particular Role or someone that needs to be responsible there, and and if so, um, I think defining the parameters too is important because no matter it's very hard to define a scope of work for for a programmer if you're not a programmer.
1: Yes, it's definitely uh, hard um, to do that. I would say that's where you kind of if you have a good uh, project manager, that would be I think a really good partnership and key to leverage there um i'm i made this comment on the av and am like your project manager should be like your coach in a, a sport they oversee everything they come up with the game plan they keep everyone on task that's your project manager and building that relationship with your programmer and your project manager you can get that detailed scope of work that you need to do and keep everyone focused
0: so, so if we go to the other side of the the coin, um, you you get a good scope of work. You write your code, and now you need to be able to make everything work properly, knowing that you're the last one in, usually the one that probably has to turn the lights off, as we've said before on and um, other discussions, uh, but the one that's responsible for being there to say everything works properly, whether you're in person or virtually, um, what are some other supporting roles that can help make that happen? Because it's, despite the fact that the programmer a lot of times is the one that the buck stops with them, they can't really always control the, the whole situation or the, the environment around them.
1: Um, that's a good one. I would say, especially if they're remote, having a good lead technician who understands programming. And I don't mean they can sit down there and write the program itself, but they understand what it takes and the process uh, would be very key. Um, On site, I would say having a reliable tech, may not need to be a um, lead tech, but a reliable tech where I know a lot of time is wasted of programmers who they're at their computer, they're, they sent their code, they're testing, oh, something's not working. Let me get in the back of the rack and check the wiring. Well, if you already have someone who can be back there checking all that, that speeds up the process and doesn't waste the time of the programmer or even the tech. Who are in the field so it's almost like a partnership i would say uh there
0: yeah i i you know i've been got into this way back when when control was a nice to have not a not a must have and and at the time the the control systems were 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 something that was an add-on so it was important if you install the system that you're able to Get it to work manually, and I think that that a lot of times has been forgotten. Now it may not be as easy as it used to be because everything used to have a front panel. Everything used to be made to operate standalone or operate, but uh, by by its um, its own controls. But some of that has been lost in in uh, as the years have gone on in thinking that I can only make this work with control. So if the control isn't working, then I'm stuck. And, and I think having somebody who is installing a system and is able to pass signal and verify that the system is operational without ruling out the control system, that's that's a pretty solid tech or or field engineer or project manager that can say that I know confidently that the system is installed properly. Now I layer on the control and it still should work. So you're really isolating your variables. So I I don't know how much of that is feasible anymore, but that's always been something that I've thought of as a way to be able to say, hey, I can really make this so that I can Know that a programmer can do their job, and 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 there there's some less contingencies between the the programming and the installation.
1: Uh, That's a great uh, way to look at it. Um, Having like I guess you can say I go back to that partnership. You know, like you said, being able to turn on each equipment by themselves, make them work. Which, yes, it is harder and harder um, to do that nowadays with no front panel but the caveat to that is most of these systems especially the network ones have a web interface so yeah you don't have a panel but you can still access it from the web and you know even amplifiers nowadays that you can send a tone gen right from the amp to make sure your audio is working um, so having someone who knows all those steps who can verify yes it, the video is Going through. And yes, the audio is going through. And rule those out is vital.
0: So um I, I w- with that said, is um what are the skills I think that somebody would need? Because it sounds to me like we're saying that text and, and this is something that came up too in in an AV and the AM conversation. Uh what, what are the skills that a tech needs these days because do we expect that they can do some basic programming can do they just need to be able to run certain software networking um, like you said they you know being able to get in and configure a, a piece of gear they uh, they' they're, they're definitely a lot more, um, Expansive skill set than used to be the case in, in, uh, with a tech that was just con- considered an installer, not necessarily somebody who was a, a, uh, computer guy, let's say, or gal.
1: Yeah. I would say you're, you're looking nowadays at a someone who's more of an IT tech, as I always go, AB is IT. Um, someone who can sit there and understands a whole digital workflow. Um, Like AV is big on single flow, especially in the analog um, world. Well, now that we're in the digital world, you need someone who can almost process the whole digital workflow of how these things are being processed down the line. Um, Like they don't need to know that the full stack but be able to say okay this is the digitally way the single is passing through the system and follow it through and hitting those areas is key so they have a wide range of skills you know they have to understand some networking they have to understand some programming some basic troubleshooting um, as well as installing and termination and all that stuff so they have to be a master of none, but know a lot of trades.
0: <laughs> and and I'll, I'll point out too, because I think you put together a really good list there that knowing programming is, is one requires knowing syntax and requires knowing a particular platform. Just being able to send the string to a, to a piece of equipment is, is a different, is, is a real difference there. And that, and and that is a little bit of uh, clarification because uh, there, there's um, programming is is more involved than just sending strings to to equipment. But but nonetheless, sending strings to equipment, you need to know what the right string to send, and you also have the, to be able to know the right tools. So it's um, I, I think what you defined is. The qualities of a real good lead tech and somebody who could be a real asset to to programmers. Um, I'd be curious to know what what others think about that and how um, how, how how can we what, what does it take to properly support a programmer and what what are some of the must haves or the, and the nice to haves.
1: I I agree with you there. Um, one comment I have to make is now that listening as we're talking about this is. I'm kind of the word programming has gotten to me as a ugly um word almost like these people who say hacking like oh someone goes and creates a, an account on Facebook with your name oh my account has been hacked no your account has not been hacked <laughs> like that's a completely different this the term hacking has become uh like the uh, tissue and clean it. So it, it's used for everything when it's not true hacking. And I think programming is kind of getting the same realm as, you know, oh, I took a universal remote and I captured the IR. Now I'm a programmer. No, you're not a programmer. Um, So it's the understanding the difference there is key. Like you mentioned, the programmer is more the syntax, but understanding. The logic of what a program goes through makes a valuable
0: lead tech. Yes, good, good clarification, and I, I, I like that that thought process there. And um, it, it is important. Um, and and I've always thought that being a lead tech can be a good um, stepping stone to become a programmer, but but it does require a little bit of a different mindset. So it's it's just something that 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 clarification is pretty important. Um, I think that's a, probably a good place for us to wrap this, um, but I would like to hear more about uh, what, what the audience thinks about this co- topic and, and this discussion, and, and if there's, there's more that, that can be added here. Um, James, how can people get in touch with you and uh, continue this conversation and learn more about what you're up to?
1: Um, great way to get a hold of me, it's on Twitter. Uh, av underscore james king i'll be out there on uh, sundays with av and am or i'm actually on twitter almost daily so definitely uh hit me up on there let me know what you guys think you can also get me on linkedin not there much as well i uh, write for the higher ed digital magazine where i write the it and av column that comes out monthly
0: and make sure you check that out. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. I'm mostly active on LinkedIn and on Twitter. I also write for AV Network and my company blog at controlconcepts.net. And um, we just as a reminder, this this show is both on uh, your favorite podcast player through the Apple and Google stores, as well as on YouTube. So if you want to check us out over video. You can see us on YouTube. If you want to check us out, uh, while you're on the go and, uh, you want to download the show to your phone, uh, do that as well, but we definitely want to hear from you. We definitely want to keep, uh, building this community. So please reach out to us and, uh, share some insight. If you want to just, um, Give us a comment on what you think, or if you have some questions that you'd like us to cover in the future. And then if you even want to go as far as uh, ask to be a part of the show, we're glad to have you. So please reach out in any way possible. With that, this has been Ask the Programmer.